Welcome to B2B Weekly. Every Wednesday, Marty Sanchez and I, Nemanja Živković, will be your host in a weekly Q&A where we talk all B2B related things. From sales, demand generation, social media, personal branding, lead generation, we focus on real examples, on real case studies, and we share things we only share with our team. So you get to see the way we grow our companies, the way we do marketing for our clients, you get to see everything. And not only that, you get a chance to jump on the call with us, ask questions live and share your perspective on the topic. If you are an executive, marketeer or salesperson, this is for you. Welcome to the B2B Weekly. Yeah, so three people in the last, what, three weeks? Something like that? Yeah, something like that. I mean, one of them like video editor a little bit earlier, but yeah, that's yeah, it. So tell me, uh, tell me what's happening. Tell me what role you see uh, they taking over um, and just give me an, an overview of, of hopefully the good news of you having to bring in people. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm very satisfied with how things are going. Uh, like, I'm satisfied with both of them. Uh, as I told you, I want to hire people who understand the, the wider picture and who can also implement things. So that those are all that they, and that they can understand my humor, that we can joke around, that we are like relaxed and flexible, and uh, that they actually like what they're doing. They like the, the values, the company, everything so far, so far, so good. I mean, I have Ivan who's uh, director of demand gen. So basically he will be the one who will replace me when it comes to uh, certain things like huge strategies and those kind of things. I mean, I'm still the mastermind, but he's there. And we have now Martin who is also doing the strategies and the implementation, but on a, on a smaller level. And basically he's just getting into, into this story, but he's already done a lot of things. So help, I'm and even helping him also like uh, connect, connect the dots and really see how he fits into the, the whole, the whole picture. Um, so there's a couple of questions that I have for you on that one so that we have an understanding of like how big or how the size of funky marketing you guys are right now you and three full-time people is that correct yeah uh i mean look i'm not hiring nobody like full-time right they are all like on three months uh test period yeah but one thing that, I, that i'm doing is uh i'm giving each one of them uh, 20% of each new client while the client is with us. So basically we have a strategy for each of them, not only for when it comes to the company, but when it comes to development of their own personal branding. So they can also go out there and earn some more and bring us some more customers, some more clients. So we can all like grow together. So you're giving them 20% of clients that they bring in or? Yeah, yeah, of clients they bring in uh, each month until the client is with us. Got it, got it, got it. Um, so, so now that you guys are 
uh, are like growing in size of your team. Can you walk us a little bit of like how many clients you're working with so that we understand the ratio of like um, number of individuals of employees towards number of clients? Yeah, this, this is an interesting, uh, interesting question. Uh, I think we have like seven long-term clients okay. who is with us, we are doing like the full service. We yeah. have like three of them for which we are only doing uh, advertising part. Right. And we have like, let me see, one, two of them for which uh, we're mostly doing like consulting. Basically, that's, that's me doing doing that part acting as a as virtual cmo yeah so overall that's it and now we have like one more with two products where uh, basically we are white labeling for for that client just because there's a there's a chance of a bigger opportunity uh on the horizon so i wanted to jump into that train and see what's happening got it got it uh so on on our end we're, we're looking to hire somebody full-time. Uh, we were really close to firing this, this one person. She emailed me today saying that for some health issues, it's probably going to be hard to, for her to come in, which really fucking was hard to, to hear because I really wanted her in. Uh, but while uh, I was preparing... You are, you are taking people uh, physically in one position or remote? Oh, all remote. All remote. But, mm-hmm. uh, okay, okay. but she mentioned that so it was basically an account manager or what we call a brand manager where what she does is like she's a project manager inside internally where like she's managing our production team and externally it's a client facing role so she works with the client um and and this specific person had been this role before she had been a coo kind of in another marketing agency so i thought it would be a really good fit um, so, but for some health issues, it's probably going to be hard to, to bring her in. But while I was calculating, part of me was, uh, feeling the pressure of like having to, you know, financially compensate it. that when expenses go up, like there, there's, there starts to be more pressure and more anxiety of like, what happens if we cannot afford her or in the future. Right. Uh, so now that you've brought a few people in, do you, have you started feeling that sense of, Okay, now I cannot mess up because it's not just me. It's more, it's other people as well. No, actually I'm like quite, quite motivated and feeling quite free because like in the last two days, like Martin started to look at us this week. We talked last week and went through uh, all kinds of different things, but I feel like pressure is coming off my shoulders. Okay. I don't, don't, don't have that pressure of do so many things and I saw that I can have trust in them even like in this short period of time. I mean, uh, let me paint you a picture. Like, when's the last time did you hear that your employees are asking you to give them feedback on something they are uh, doing on their own during the weekend? Like, they, they are pressuring me to work during the weekend. And right. I mean, uh, how I structure everything, I don't want to micromanage, so I give them uh, the chance to, to be creative, to get out there. I'm just like uh, helping them to see some of the things that I was doing wrong and the clients saw it so they can see it too uh, and just realize that and based on that, 
they are like going even the two of them together they're doing something which i don't actually need to go into but like even is helping martin with uh, with coming up with the content for linkedin and coming up, seeing better things doing that too but even is also stepping up because he just went through the process so he wants to uh, to explain make it easy for for martin to also get in, into things yeah i mean th- that that's the that's a positive side right of like bringing new people in um and, and yeah the one thing one thing sorry i forgot to, yeah, to yeah, say yeah. like uh it was covid and we we just grew in the last like since forever since the beginning and i have a lot of uh like money on the side which which is left like if you know i can i can feel like i don't feel the pressure of uh bringing some people in but also also on the other hand uh we have clients who is were with us for a for a long time some of them since the beginning and i don't need to to fuel uh employees uh with with that money which is left on the side i can use the money which is coming in from the clients each month so uh that's cool and we also have now without like bringing in anyone new when it comes to the clients we we have the space to to grow even more so i think we're in a good in a good position right where do you see the agency growing in the next three to six months do you think you guys need somebody else you need to bring in somebody else do you think you're good for a while where do you think uh, it's gonna happen uh, i mean i would like us to like uh just lay low for at least re- a month. i was gonna say i remember uh yeah. one of the earliest episodes you said something like i don't want to build a huge agency um, yeah. like we're good and it seems like yeah, that, that that's is... changed a little bit so so where do you see it in- no no that's that's still there i don't want to go uh, above 10 people i don't have any any ideas of growing like a huge huge company uh basically the next two steps might be bringing uh somebody else who is of the same profile of people or uh bringing somebody who is going to take charge of the project management just because there are so many things and i want to slowly get out of it but uh this person probably won't have any ideas about the dimension about getting into marketing probably he or she would be good at project management so uh from that side i'm teaching the guys now what are some things that need to, to overlook what are some things that need to be controlled so they can know if the work is good or it isn't and like the project manager can just deliver tasks and see if they're following deadlines those kind of things are, are you looking for people all around the world you're looking for people in eastern europe what's the right fit for for you or your company right now to to tell you the truth i have no no idea i mean uh the guy who is who i'm rating the space from yeah is also project ma- is a project manager 
Mm. So maybe he's also the right fit. I don't know, but uh, like it keeps adding step by step to the to the whole story. Like I'm just following what as yeah, like I mean uh, I had to sit down and really see uh, what are some main things that I need to be careful about and some things that I need to think about. And that's it. Now I am I'm relaxing. Everything is just going in their own pace. Got it. Uh, last question that I have for you in this was, uh, I believe... I, I, I wasn't prepared for this. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm actually... I'm, it, it just, it's recent for me as well because I've been uh, looking to hire this one person who, like, the salary, like, it hurt me to, to pay that. Like, I, it was a good salary because, like, she deserved it and I thought she was going to be super helpful and I was more than happy to give it to her. It was just like from somebody that comes from like really nothing, like that, that was a big salary, right? To to be paid yeah. and but, but it was part of the growth of the agency and now we're gonna have to find somebody instead of this person. But um, yeah, but, I mean, I'm completely. Um, uh, I'm having like this test period. Because yeah. uh, I've been through the situation, like I work in the agency, decision-making positions, and I was the one who is deciding who I'm hiring, who I'm not. And I've seen how it goes. Like the first uh, girl that I hired uh, is the first that I fired, basically. But look, like uh, she, she was somebody who is uh, who was in charge of social media, mm -hmm. and all the others that we uh, had uh, applying for the position, and we really needed to hire somebody. Uh, they were all boring. Like right. she, she was the only one who could come up with a story right at the spot. Right. Like I, I was one question was like, start telling me the story. I don't care what it is. Just start telling me the story. Right, right, right. And yeah, but it comes up that some some other things happened, and like, um, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't very very good at the end. She was good at some other things, but for this thing that we hired her, she wasn't great. Right. So I had to do also uh, as I hired my first person, I had to also fire my first person. So it was a struggle a little bit. I was happy that I had like the owners who helped me adjust to that. And yeah, but it's a process. Yeah. One thing that I found is when I was going to hire her was that we needed to raise our prices because like the, the financials had to make sense. Uh, and that's something that like one of my mentors mentioned me that as you hire more people, the prices eventually you're going to have to raise them. And he was definitely right on that end. Uh, but, but the question I wanted to ask you was, I believe it was last episode or two episodes ago, you mentioned that you were looking as well into some, at some point penetrating like the U S market and trying to go for like a bigger size deals there. Do you think that if to penetrate that, that market, you are good with the team that you currently have? Or do you think you have to hire people that are uh, UAS native so you can make the transition easily? No, I think, I think we're, we're good. Like both of the guys that we now have were like uh, writing content 
for other agencies, for other people running teams. So uh, on multiple markets. So they are good. Uh, I mean, we're right now going going that direction. I think in negotiation with a few potential clients who are over there. So we're going to see what happened. That client that I mentioned, like white label, also US client. So we're going to do a lot of different things. We're going to experiment a little bit about uh, with LinkedIn ads. I'm like super excited to to try that and see what we can what we can get. Uh, and also, yeah, it's a kind of uh, we keep getting companies which are our ideal clients most of the time. Even even that client, I didn't know who are they. Our having uh, an agreement with the uh, with the agency that that has them, and um, it turns out that I agree before I knew uh, the name. Right. So they turn out to be our ideal clients, but. Also, on the other hand, um, I'm constantly talking with, with people. We don't receive, now we started to get even more traction, so not everybody who is scheduling a call is the right fit. Like, in the two, last two days, two of them weren't the right fit. Like, uh, one, one of them was the company who uh, had a, Content management product, something that you can manage multiple WordPress accounts uh, in one place. And uh, basically, they needed somebody to do the pre-lunch, lunch, the after-lunch, and then help them grow and everything. And I refused because it would it would take all our team, plus I would have to outsource somebody else. So we stick to the strategy, to the, to the content, and to the distribution. I think those are like the core things that we do. And that's it. I just I'm still finding the the right fit when it comes to the to the content writing. So we'll see what's what's going on. Yeah. If you need help with that, let me know. Like if you need somebody to like write. Uh, not saying f- for us. I'm saying for the people that we work with. I, I can yeah, refer yeah, you yeah. to them. Um, sure. I, I'll send you a message after after the episode. Um. Another question that I want to to ask you was, it's kind of related to this, is what do you think are the differences in the B2B marketing landscape? So community, best practices, um, general understanding of B2B marketing between uh, the United States, especially New York, Silicon Valley, like the bigger, more advanced cities, and the... Eastern European or European market of Serbia and uh, Montenegro, all these places that you that surround you. What do you think are the differences that and the differences in mentality that you've seen? Hmm. Let me let me approach that from from the marketing perspective, from the perspective of somebody who's doing marketing for them. Yeah. Um, for what I see, like. Here, let's say Western Balkans, um, companies don't have uh, huge budgets, especially advertising budgets. So um, we need to be creative and really get into things, uh, into some guerrilla marketing tactics, into uh, finding 
different solutions which can work like organically or can be basically getting the biggest results for the for the least amount of, of budget let me say it like this um, and in outside most of uh, most of the agency don't even work uh, without certain amount of budget mm -hmm. and if they uh, if they do it all it all depends there are some good ones there are some bad ones but if we as uh, as marketing as a whole from the Western Balkans go over there and try to do something with a huge budget. Uh, I'm not saying it's me. <laughs> Overall, there's a huge uh, chance that we're gonna fuck up something because we didn't have a chance to work with, uh, with a huge amount of budget. And things are changing when you work for a huge company with a huge budget. Things are changing, and some things are not working the same as to the company with up to 50 people. Right. It's, it's totally different. It doesn't matter what's the what's the market, but it uh, you need to have the right experience and, and know how things are going. That's 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 the things that I'm that I'm seeing. And uh, I mean, if you adjust to the circumstances that's over there to the bigger budget you have somebody who can guide you a little bit from the start with that experience that you have from the best balkans like creating magic you can do wonders right so so what would you tell to like a european marketer like somebody from serbia who's like starting their marketing career and they've con they're considering you know moving to the united states and trying to be a marketer there what, what, what do you think are your thoughts of like, is it necessary to have a great career or do, can you build a great career in, in the Balkans? Yeah, I would say ask Marty, he has experience from the both sides. I don't have experience <laughs> in, in Europe. I, I have, like I started, I mean, it, to, if I were to answer that question, I would say, I don't think you need to go to America, especially now with like um, how virtual the world has become with COVID and how everybody's working from everywhere. However, if you want to be the best in the world, you have to go to America. Like if you want to have a good career and like be happy, you probably want to stay in Europe. But if you want to be like the number one guy of like B2B or you want to work for the biggest companies, the best campaigns, then I do think there's nothing like the United States uh, to make you, make that learning experience speed up. I, I think that there's more competitiveness, there's, there's more resources, there's more everything that allows, that makes you grow as a marketer or as an entrepreneur or as whatever you are. Now, like I totally respect for people who like don't want to go uh, or can't can't go, uh, but I, I don't think if, even if it's for a short stint, I, I would 100% recommend it. Uh, like I remember, I was there last summer. I, I, by the way, I just bought the flights for November 15th. I'm going back to, to there. Nice. I was there. I was there last summer, and I've, I've been I had been in Spain for like a month, for like a year. And I was feeling like a little bit slow in terms of like how competitive I was. Like I'm very competitive. 
but here, like, I didn't have a community around me. It was hard to find other marketers. And I remember I went there to New York. I sat on a Starbucks and next to me, there was like a guy coding, like building an app. And like, I didn't know him, but I had to sit down somewhere. So I sat down next to him. Like we kind of looked at each other, like said hi, got a coffee. And I started working on whatever it was. Two hours later, I was tired and I wanted to stop working. And I looked, there, I looked over to him and he had not stopped for two hours and he was still going. So I was like, okay, he's, he's going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. And we eventually were there for like seven hours, both of us, like with almost no breaks. Like I wouldn't do that in Spain. And the only way I do that is in America because that's that competitive edge. I'm not saying that's healthy. I'm not saying that's good. I'm saying it makes you better by force. Um, so as a marketer, I would definitely consider trying to like go over there or, or London or one of these bigger cities and, and trying to make it there. If you can make it there, you can make it everywhere. Yeah, I, I agree for that part. I mean, I'm not a fan of like moving, yeah. uh, but, but visiting, spending some time there. Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, from a smaller market here in Serbia, I mean, you can obviously see the difference. I mean, I'm, I was working from period to Canadian based agency. So yeah. I don't see that different when it comes to the market, but you are closer to the opportunities when it comes to there. So they don't invite people who are like from my hometown, from Pirot, to the biggest marketing conferences to, to speak. Right. You know? And if I'm like based in Sad, yeah, that changes things. Because you are constantly here, they are constantly seeing you. But uh, it's a bit different, I think, now when we're all digital and all. It's not, I mean, here in Serbia, they won't invite somebody like, like that. In... New York or somebody else, if you build like the huge branding, you build a huge company, that changes things. Mm -hmm. Somebody will see you and you will be invited because there's a bigger scope of opportunities over there, you know. So that's what I'm talking about. But when it comes to experience and trying things out, yeah, definitely. As I would recommend somebody doing instead of learning first, uh, I would also say like, go over there, spend some time, see what's the ecosystem like, do you fit or what, what do you are the person who is for that? Like I didn't move to Belgrade, I moved to Novi Sad because Belgrade is too fast for me. Right. Like everybody's nervous without any reason. I'm losing like hour and a half to three hours each day in traffic. So. I don't want that in my life. That's why that, I, I moved to Novisad. But that's why, like, I, I would always recommend self-awareness, right? Like, if you're aware yeah. of, of who you are, then you understand where you're going to thrive better. Um, but like you said, you, you're definitely close to the opportunities. And for me, it was a bit different because I was born there. So it, got, it didn't feel like moving. It felt like going back home a little bit. Um, but, but I totally understand why others don't. It kind of reminds me of, and I'm sure you, you relate to this, like when European players go to the NBA and like, yeah, you can go there too young and then mess up. Like I remember like Mario Thonia, who's Croatian, I think. He played for Barca. Like he went there too young and, and he struggled. Or you can go there when you're like 
proven yourself a little bit in a smaller market and then you go to the MBA or to New York to work. Um, but, but, it, but it's definitely something that's interesting if, if you're at a marketer and you're considering it. Personally, I, I would recommend, I think you can always come back. Like there, there's nothing to us. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember when I was uh, younger, going out, like having fun with some girls and one of them was studying in Belgrade. Like, uh, I worked for that Canadian, Canadian agency at the time. And I said, I'm good, like spending my life even here in Pirot because like I can finish my work, I can go grab a beer. Just in 10 minutes, I'm on the top of the hill where I can see the whole city from. I'm okay. Uh, and like she told me, you have no idea how much do you fit actually in a big city in that like whole ecosystem. You right. have no idea. I'm, I'm coming from, from that place and I can, and I can see you uh, just being natural over there and just feeling it. Yeah, I think there's a balance that needs to be fine. I know this is not the, some of the topics that we usually talk about, uh, but for example, I'm from a small beach town here in like 40 minutes south from Barcelona. And it's small, everybody knows each other. We have the ocean right next to it. Um, and I like, this is home for me. Like I, I, I love coming here. But from a professional standpoint, I feel like I'm not at my best. Uh, so it's about finding the balance of like when I'm here and when I'm there. Uh, and it's different time, right? Like right now I'm on my mid-20s like or early mid-20s. When I'm 35 and I have a wife and kids, then I probably will move here because it's a better place to live. Um, but, but something that is worth thinking if you're a marketer or you're a salesperson and want to test things out for sure. Yeah, you have you have a few more years than I have. Like I have this feeling constantly. I mean, it's not a feeling; it's actually the truth. Because of the '90s, when we have like the civil war and everything, right? I feel like uh, I'm constantly like few years uh, behind where I should should have been, you know. And it's uh, basically I think I told you uh, at one point that's why I started to work with, uh, with kids and uh, do youth work, just to help them um, just travel, experience the world. Those things that I couldn't see while I was like in the second part of the primary school at the beginning of the, the high school. So, uh, and I was going like, uh, how do we say it? Um, slowly and just let's say safely uh, I saw the question from Amra uh, well now we, we come to the part of the show when you can actually ask questions and uh, we can uh, answer some of, some of the questions basically uh, the concept of the show is uh, me and Marty talk about, about different topics and we also answer, answer your questions uh, one thing Marty, you don't know that uh, as well as the, everybody else. Uh, we'll have to confirm in a few days, but I think we'll have um, Anna Pagan with us uh, next Wednesday to yep. talk a little bit about uh, product marketing because we had a lot of questions about it and I want to have somebody who is more into the topic than, than you and I 
just so we can have like an overview and have a have a good conversation. Absolutely. Awesome. So, so uh, we can answer any questions that come up. Um, I don't know if, if you had any specific questions as well, Nemanja, that we could touch on. Um, um, there are some things that that uh, I think I want to talk about a little bit, uh, just to uh, to share some of the things that I that I'm seeing, and then we can jam a little bit about it. Like I was auditing and interviewing a lot of people uh, who are uh, in B2B software industry. And uh, I was actually not surprised with the results. It was just as I thought they, they are. So uh, first of all, when it comes to marketing, like uh, they didn't have a strategy. They just knew that they, they, they want uh, more leads and they were trying to get them through the conferences, like um, paying for, uh, for boots and on the other hand, just going, uh, going outreach. And basically uh, what surprised me here is that uh, they were aware that those things aren't bringing them results anymore. Just be few months ago, uh, if I would ask them the same questions, uh, they would answer like, this is the best practice, this is what everybody does. Uh, and now they are aware that some of those things aren't working, but are they doing something about it? No, basically they have this idea that they want to create the great content. So in that way, they, they all have done a good keyword research uh they they uh, all did um find a good topic pain po pain points and they started creating articles but they're uh writing one article per month posting it on a on a website posting it one time on so on their social media profiles and sending it through the newsletter that's all they do when it comes to social media um they don't have a strategy. So we cannot ask them what they are measuring because they are aware they don't have a strategy. They just feel the need to post so they can be seen. And they do that once a week. Right. I mean, no logic in there. But on the other hand, they are investing in, in advertising, getting some kind of leads over there, but it's all foggy because they don't have a strategy behind it and they don't actually know what they are doing it just because they're doing it just because they know that they need to invest also in advertising part. And this is the situation that in most cases I see in the companies uh, when we come in and like uh, audit them. Yeah, it's very easy. And we've seen this as well to do think just because you think you have to versus you doing them with an actual purpose, right? Um, I was talking to this B2B CEO the other day and he was telling me that he, he wants to create content and he's doing some content creation, but he doesn't have a framework. He doesn't have guide, guiding strategies. He doesn't have um, a voice tone defined. He doesn't even have a way to monetize it. He just said, heard that he has to do it and he's doing it. So, 
I, I do think that if you audit and analyze not just software companies, but most marketing programs, you'll see that 70 to 80% of the things that they're doing, they're not creating any measurable results and they're not done with any framework behind it. Um, that's why I think if people were able to like audit what they're doing, see where the results are coming and over index on those things that are working, even if it's just one or two things and then like disregard the rest, just to do, to do things badly, don't do them. They, they'd get much better results. And, and like I said, even if it's like my thing, right? Like if you're putting out one article a month with no thought paying a freelancer 25 bucks for a thousand words, like just don't do it because you're wasting time, you're wasting money um, and your peace of mind, your mind power and your resources would be much better in, invested into the one or two things that you know for sure it's actually working. Yeah, and uh, what happens usually, they hire somebody to do marketing, somebody who has background only in marketing, like working in the agency, uh, and what do they do? They optimize their social media profiles, all of them. They open if they don't have everywhere. So Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, I don't know, Pinterest. They tell them they need to be everywhere. And they, they, they start creating content and posting it everywhere. And in a time, uh, they, see, they see that actually they're going too wide and they, they need uh, uh, to narrow down things and going in a, in a different direction. But, but they should know that beforehand. They should know that, like when we start with a client, we do a kickoff call where we like set up the guidelines and understand their voice and donor objectives. And before that kickoff call, we have like the strategy call with them on sales calls to define the scope. And like, you don't need 90% of the things you're doing. You don't need to be on Facebook and TikTok and all this shit. Like just focus on the one or two things that create the 80, 20% of results and double down. And then when this works and you're making a lot of money because LinkedIn and Twitter work, then if you want to get fancy, then do Instagram. But until then, like focus on, on the, the one or two customer acquisition channels that is working for your agency, where your clients are, where you can have the capabilities and the feasibility to create content and then do that. But don't try to be everywhere because your competitor who's a Fortune 500 company and has a budget of marketing of $3 million a month is everywhere because they can, but you can't. So for, like you have to think in a guerrilla type of mindset. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I mean, we, we, we have been through that process also. You know, remember that, that we posted also in Facebook group, uh, on our Facebook page, uh, a bit of Twitter, uh, Instagram, no, from the start I, I said no. But now we narrow it down and we only do LinkedIn and YouTube when it comes to long form videos. Uh, that's, that's everything that we do because it brings us results and those results keep growing and we don't need to go anywhere else. Right. And, and I have uh, a team for, for my own personal brand, so I can do LinkedIn and Twitter, but I, I would not do anything else, right? Like LinkedIn and Twitter are getting us results. So that's what we focus on. 
until we don't run a multi-million dollar agency, we're not focusing on anything else. Like double down on, on what works. Uh, we have this question from Ambra that I want to read over to you, Nemanja. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe we can we can Ambra can uh, jump on the call and ask the question directly. I yeah. think that would yeah. be great. That works. <laughs> okay, okay. No worries. No rush. Okay, she's connecting the mic. I think you put her on the spot right now, Nemanja. Like you, you need to give yeah. her a warning next time. I, I do that for the people. You did, did that to me from the start, so yeah. <laughs> that's what we do, I think. If, if, on the meantime, if you guys have any other questions, feel free to drop them. We'll answer them uh, right after and wrap this up in, in a few minutes as well. Yeah. Don't be shy. Milena, Bratza, you know already. Hello. Can you hear me? Hey there. Yep. Yeah. Hey. Hello. Uh, yes, I saw somewhere uh, your invitation and it uh, was a kind of interest because um, I am uh, at the moment uh, on a, uh, in a thinking over uh, phase where I'm just thinking about how my life should uh, should continue because I worked uh, 20 years, uh, 12 years uh, long for a company as a financial analyst. I'm actually coming from uh, another branch, another type of business, and uh, as a, I worked also in uh, more actually as a project manager and implementation of um, some uh, software uh, solutions for businesses. And now, because of the of the uh, this situation with Corona and uh, worldwide, actually, I uh, am or I was looking for a job, and then uh, my brother came up with the idea of um, establishing the own company, a little own family-owned company, uh, who um, that implements and develop uh, mobile apps. So I'm actually uh, I just wanted to help him a little bit out and to find uh, something out about the marketing uh, opportunities or new marketing opportunities uh, that are offered or that are actual now like LinkedIn, Facebook and so on. I just tried also to play a little bit with Google ads and so on on my own actually. And then uh, I realized that it isn't, it isn't that uh, easy uh, as I thought or uh, yeah. As I, as I assumed, actually. So uh, where to start? What is the best way? Awesome. It's a, it's a good question. Um, Nemanja, well, I have some thoughts, but would love to hear what, what you think about what's the best way to start a um, marketing career, especially in B2B. Yeah, I mean, in any marketing, I would say uh, finding a mentor. Somebody who you look up to, you want to get to that point and just trying to get as close as possible to, to that person and really uh, just go from there. I mean, uh, when it comes to resources, those kind of things, I can share a ton of them. That's, that's not a problem. I'm going to just send me a message on LinkedIn. I'll share with you a lot of 
a lot of content, but you need somebody to to guide you a bit. I would say just not to go too broad because marketing is is huge overall. Also digital marketing, and you can go in any in any sphere. Just uh, it's nice to to talk with somebody in details and see what are some. Uh, specific areas that you can that you can be good at that you are interested in and when those two things collide maybe that's that's the the direction in which you you should go um, okay. in in my opinion uh, the first thing that i would do is to really understand why marketing is um where you want to go right there's a lot of like marketing gurus that are very cool and I think some people are misled, misled on like what marketing like really is and how much work it takes. And like, it's not an easy thing to do. Working with clients is complicated. So first of all, I, I just make sure that this is really, really, really because of you and you're self-aware what you want to do with your life. Um, if After that, if you decide, yes, this is it, then I think in, in my opinion, the best, you need to deserve a mentor. So I think Nemanja makes a great point. Like mentors can be really, really helpful, but you need to deserve them first. Like you need to show them that you're going to use what they teach you and, and be worthy of their time. So how in, can I deserve a mentor? So in, in, in that's where I'm going. Um, in my opinion, there's two things, two ways to do that. One, you need to run a project for yourself. Uh, and be able to share, share that with them. So for example, if you want to do like web development, then you need to build websites for yourself. Uh, wh whatever that is, even if it's just self projects, that's fine. If you want to do a, be a content writer, you need to write for yourself. Um, when I started, I wrote for six months every single day before I got paid to, to write, right? To, to ghost write for CEOs. And, and I had a backlog of content to share with them. I had six months of every single day on Quora answering two, three, four questions um, of, and, and that was like, like my catalog, like an artist has five albums that he has published. That was like my five albums. That was like what I could share with them that I was serious about it. Um, and that this was something really important to me. And then when, when mentors see that, that's when they want to work with you because you have already taken the first step. You just have to take the first step. They'll take you from one to a hundred but you have to take yourself from zero to one. Uh, and then the second thing that I would recommend is if you can, and I, I know this is, this can be sound really privileged, but if you can work for free, especially at the beginning, right? Like working for free has been the best way that we've gotten clients over the last two years and the best way to build relationships with, with clients, with mentors, with other people. We still do that. Like we still have somebody on our team who like, creates content for free for people that we want to work with. Um, so it, it just, both things are about doing something that you can show before asking for money or mentorship or, or anything else. So that's what I would recommend in terms of like how to get started. Yeah. Uh, there's uh -huh, just, just one thing that uh, I want to say, like B2B, uh, you don't need to go into marketing. You can go and work in B2B. Uh, I think you have uh, some good overview of the things that you have done. So business, uh, as a business analyst, as uh, as you mentioned, like 
project manager. Those are all uh, positions that are uh, very much needed today. Like I'm working now with a few clients who are like from fintech industry and finances. Those they all need somebody who can help them, um, who can help them actually translate their message to the wider audience because they are into finance. Finance can be can be a little bit boring, so they need somebody who can be that um, that step between them and between their future clients, customers, however we call it. And good project managers are always in demand. So maybe just one more uh, one more way in which you can look at that. Yeah, and, and if, yeah. Um, sorry, Amra, if you don't mind, one last thing that I'll die if I don't say it is um, I've seen a lot of people that they want to start and like they follow a hundred marketing people and they buy a lot of courses and all that. I think it's best to like follow one or two people that you really trust that you can relate to, consume all their content and don't let too much information slow you down or overthink it. I think if you want to do marketing, just do it. Like go, go ahead, take any of the steps that we've mentioned, but don't let information overload, um, create analysis paralysis and, and hold you back. That's it. That's all I want to say. Thank you both for, uh, thank you both for the inputs. Uh, just um, a feedback uh, to Nemanja. It is not about the fear that I am thinking I won't find any jobs in, in finance and project management. It is about uh, uh, um, kind of I, I'm thinking about okay uh, would you would you uh, would you uh, like to continue with your life that way or is it now a new chance for you to, uh, to change something because uh, yes I was working all the time as a financial analyst or project manager uh, it was uh, 10 to 12 hours a day or 10 to 16 hours a day and uh, I'm just looking for something uh, where um, maybe I maybe thinking about building up something and to work hard in, I don't know, to work hard uh, several years and then uh, just to, um, just to um, have a better work-life balance, you know, because I'm, yeah. uh, finance is boring, yeah, that's right. And... Um, but uh, I, I was thinking about how, uh, yeah, how about maybe more creative uh, things or 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 something in this in this area. Yeah, I mean, and, if you have uh, to change right now, is probably the best timing. So, so yeah. this is a good point of time um, to to change. Okay. Yeah, and how? Uh, well, uh, I also do not have any uh, any problems to work for free now, because I have, uh, yeah, I have I have some money uh, that uh, I I could live from, uh, but uh, I think this I should maybe use the situation and really change uh, change change my profession, and you know I have I, I know I have a lot of lot to learn uh, because everything changes and we are living in a changing world and so on. Um, I could start doing something. We, I, we have actually developed also something to show, but where to find those mentors you mentioned? Um, I have a, a suggestion 
that may lead to that. And it is uh, to start thinking in public and sharing your journey and your story, your thinking. Just exactly what, what you are saying right now. Just start writing about it, uh, share your perspective. I'm sure that you have your perspective on the marketing and on, on the market overall from the position that you work with. Uh, and I think it can give you a uniqueness and people will uh, start to, uh, to see that you will become visible, you will start interacting with people and you will see who are the ones who you can follow, but also just uh, set up a goal, a direction in which you want to go. It will also clear up um, who can be that, that person. Okay, even if I don't have enough follower, for example. No, you don't, you don't need a lot of followers. We all started from zero. So uh, let's say LinkedIn is great. Uh, it gives you a good reach even if you, if you, don't, if you have a zero, zero followers and zero posts. So just go ahead, be natural, and start putting out those things that you're thinking about. If you, okay. include, if you include other people in your thinking, uh, then they will be part of your journey. And that's how you, from the start, you're starting to create a, a community. And this goes not only if you, for you, Ambra, that is just starting, but uh, for the other people here in the in the B2B Weekly um, that are probably a bit more advanced in their marketing or their sales career, this is still a good opportunity for you to like start creating content. Right? Like what Nemanja is telling Ambra, like he could be telling uh, you guys as well. Um, that, that you always have the opportunity to create content, you don't have to be a thought leader. You can just share what you're learning, share your lessons, share your experience. And that's eventually going to help you create a great network. Um, because Nemanja and I usually talk about getting clients, but it can also be getting a better job or getting promoted at the agency because you've brought a few clients. Um, so I do think that everyone else here uh, should take that advice as well and start creating content. It doesn't take that long and it's a definitely a good investment uh, to do that. It also clarifies your thinking. So when you write online, you get better at communicating that and, and that's also going to help at your, at your work as well. So j just some thoughts for everybody else who's a bit more advanced and not just um, getting started. The advice is exactly the same. Yeah, Alexandra said it's not about followers. You do it because you want it. Simple. <laughs> I just, I can just agree. <laughs> and Milena asked, did you have an opportunity to mentor someone and how was your mentorship experience? Uh, I don't know. Do you want us to answer this now or we can do it next week? However, Let, do you want it? Let's do like these shows in Netflix and leave it to be continued and answer it next week. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, I just want to say that I'm right now mentoring uh, a team of young people with uh, Social Impact Awards and going through the process. And before that, I was also uh, doing a little bit of mentorship uh, for the startups. So, uh, and even before that in civil sector, I was doing it a lot. I mean, by being a mentor on an event, just a short one, like an hour, just short, chat with uh, with startups i met uh Bratislav over there so yeah. this is yeah. a good question though I, I do think we can go a bit more in depth 
into it next week. And, and Milena, the awesome question that, that you have there. Yeah, cool. Uh, we leave that for another uh, Wednesday. If we don't have Anna and talk about product marketing, we go with mentorship. If not, then we just postpone it. That so works. cool, guys. Um, Thank you, everyone, for joining. Uh, we, yeah. we appreciate your time and and thank you so much for being here so we'll see you next wednesday 6 p.m right yeah next wednesday 6 p.m right here on zoom let's go all right guys appreciate you bye 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 bye